Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Abraham's Sacrifice Fulfilled. Every year there are two prominent feasts or holidays in two of the major religions that feature a lamb sacrifice. The first one is the Passover in Judaism, which commemorates the night of the death angel's visit in Egypt to slay the firstborn of man and beast. However, the Hebrew people were instructed to take a lamb and sacrifice it, then smear the blood on the doorposts to their homes. Inside their homes, they ate the lamb safe from the death angel as he went through the land. Exodus 12 relates the story and establishes a yearly commemorative celebration. Since the destruction of the Jerusalem temple in 70 AD, the slaying of the lamb ceased among Judaism, although the feast day continues. A second religious ceremony involving the killing and eating of a lamb or other substitute animal is the sacrifice of the feast or the greater Eid each year by Muslims. It is to commemorate Abraham's killing of a lamb in place of his son on the mountain. According to the Quran in Surah 37, Ayah 100, My Lord blessed me with righteous offspring, so we gave him good news of a forbearing son. Then when the boy reached the age to work with him, Abraham said, O my dear son, I have seen in a dream I must sacrifice you, so tell me what you think. He replied, O my dear father, Do as you're commanded. Allah willing, you will find me steadfast. Then when they submitted to Allah's will, and Abraham laid him on the side of his forehead for sacrifice, we called out to him, O Abraham, you have already fulfilled the vision. Indeed, this is how we reward the good doers. This was truly a revealing test. And we ransomed his son with a great sacrifice and blessed Abraham with honorable mention among later generations. Peace be upon Abraham. This is how we reward the good doers. He was truly one of our faithful servants. Later, we later gave him good news of Isaac, a prophet and one of the righteous. So reads the Quran in the English translation. The Hebrew scriptures, known as the Torah, Torah, relates the story as narrated by Moses in Genesis 22. Now, it should be noted that the Torah was written around 1445 B.C., and the Koran began to be compiled in 609 A.D. So the Genesis story is 2,054 years older than the Koran, much closer to the actual event. Listen to the full story of Abraham and the command to offer the promised son as it's related in Genesis chapter 22. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I should tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. 
I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood, the burnt of the burnt offering, burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them together. When they came to the place at which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For I know that you fear God, seeing you've not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yara, which means the Lord will provide. Old English translation says Jehovah Jireh. And to this day it is said, On the mountain of Yahweh it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord, the angel of Yahweh, called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares Yahweh, because you've done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. Now each of these three stories, the one in Exodus of the Passover, the one in the Koran concerning Abraham and the son, celebrated in the greater Eid, and the Genesis story, of Abraham and Isaac feature a lamb substitute as directed and provided by God in a place of a son. At Passover, the sacrificial lamb substituted for the death of the firstborn of all Israelites, both man and animal. Why the death penalty? It is because of sin. The law states, Ezekiel 18.4, the soul that sins shall die. And furthermore, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, is recorded in the book of Hebrews. For the life of every creature is its blood, is, and its blood is its life. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. That's Leviticus 17, verses 14 and 11. Hebrews 9.22 reads, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified by blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. In Islam, the whole holiday, the Feast of the Sacrifice, is a reenactment of Ibrahim's sacrifice of the lamb instead of his son. 
Muslims commemorate the obedience of Abraham and the willingness of the son by killing an unblemished animal, typically a goat, lamb, or cow. The meat from the animal is then divided into three parts and given to family, friends, and the poor, respectively. Although Muslims do not believe God requires a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin, you wonder why then the sacrifice. But consider the offering that the Lord commanded Abraham to make as recorded in Genesis. The Quran does not state the reason God gave the command to Abraham to sacrifice his son. It concludes with some very revealing words, however, that should produce a serious question in the mind. The words are, we ransomed his son with a great sacrifice. What's the meaning of the word ransom? And what is the great sacrifice? Surely it's not a mere animal, which is an ordinary offering. It's pointing to something beyond, something greater. Now consider the story in Genesis. God commanded Abraham to take his son Isaac to the mountain where he would show him. And there also he was to offer a burnt offering. In fact, the burnt offering is referenced five times in the brief passage of Genesis 22. It's mentioned in verses 3, 6, 7, 8, and 13. Leviticus 1, 4 says this, He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. So the priest shall make atonement for him for his sin, and his sin shall be forgiven. Leviticus 4, 26b. In a burnt offering, all the animal was consumed by fire, while the other offerings, such as the sin offering or the peace offering in the Leviticus uh, ritual, involves the sharing of food. The ceremonies involved the laying on of hands, each of them, to transfer sin to the animal whose blood is then shed in its slaughter. Now that same action is done in the feast in Islam. The worshiper, the father, puts his hand on the animal that's to be sacrificed before its throat is cut. In the Bible, when the offerings were brought, the offerings, the burnt offering, the sin offering, trespass offering, the peace offering, always there was a transfer of the sin of the worshiper to the head of the animal, and then the animal dies in the place of the worshiper. In the story of Abraham, as well as the story of the Passover, we come to understand that not only does God require a blood sacrifice for the atonement of sin, but he also provides the required sacrifice himself. Abraham's story reflects this. As he lifted up the knife to slay Isaac, the angel of the Lord stopped him. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yara, which means the Lord will provide. This account of God's provision of a lamb substitute to substitute for the required death of transgressors points back to Eden. After Adam and Eve had disobeyed Yahweh, they were judged and the penalty of death was passed upon them. Although they spiritually died on that day, God delayed their physical death and clothed them with garments of skin 
as he cast them out of the garden. We read, Yahweh God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin, and he clothed them. This required the shedding of the blood of a killed animal. The fact that God undertook this provision after he had cursed the serpent in their presence helped them to see how the promise of redemption by the seed of the woman would be completed. Genesis 3.15 I will put hostility or enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. All of these things are fulfilled on the cross of Jesus Christ. So to what and to whom does the sacrificial lamb point? In all these narratives, who is the seed of the woman who would come and crush the serpent's head? Who is the lamb of God's provision that saves his people? The New Testament and the Christian gospel proclaim in the words of John the Baptist as it pointed to Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Mary and the unique son of God. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The story of Abraham and Isaac and the story of the Passover foreshadows the person and the work of Messiah, Jesus. Just as the Lord required a blood sacrifice in place of Abraham's son, so it requires and provides the blood sacrifice of the appointed mediator, Messiah, Jesus, and his resurrection from the dead. You see, Jesus is the greater Isaac. He is the fulfillment of all the sacrifices of the old covenant. What did his shedding of blood in his death on the cross mean? And what did it accomplish for those who trust in him? We'll hear the word of God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We plead with you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Romans 5 verse 8 God shows his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Galatians 3.13 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Jesus himself said in John 10.18 No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Jesus is the greater and better sacrifice who willingly offers himself as a propitiatory sacrifice in the place of his people. As Jesus passed the cup at the institution of the new covenant meal just before he went forth to die for us, he said to his disciples, This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the promised and the provided lamb of sacrifice. And all who put their faith in him as risen Lord and God, Savior, will be rescued from eternal death and will be given new life in him. Believe 
in him. God's provided lamb. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Until next time, remember, Jesus is the lamb of God.